0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Players NIL podcast. I believe this is around episode 20, so if we make mistakes, it's because we're still learning, and I apologize up front. But today, uh, I have two guests, and um, they're very important to the Players NIL. They are our pillar leaders for pillar number four, which is community service and philanthropy, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But I want to welcome uh, Liz and Ella Easton. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And for those uh, who are not sure, yes, it's a mother-daughter duo, a dynamic (laughs) duo, and uh, we're excited to have this conversation. So I'll defer to mom first. You know, Liz, uh, you know, we we normally talk about two words, sports and athletics. And to me, sports is, you know, the fandom, you know, your connection to a team. You went with grandma and grandpa to a game. Dad took you somewhere. Um, Athletics would be your participation. And uh, while I know you're an accomplished athlete, um, I know for sure that you're an accomplished mom of an athlete. And we'll get to Ella in a minute. But tell me a little bit about your relationship with athletics and where it started and and why you think it's uh, been a value to you in your life.
1: Mm. Well, I've always I've always loved sports. I mean, I I was never a, a great um, athlete in my own right in terms of competing on teams and whatnot but have enjoyed it since I was a kid. I was involved in every sport I think leading up and um, up to high school and um, after I uh, got married and had kids, I have been deeply embedded in sports because um, my kids have been involved 20 what since they were born pretty much we had them um, they were, Swimming in a pool at a month old, so um, maybe why they they grew fins and became swimmers. But uh, <laughs> but um, been around um, lots of athletics. Uh, the kids uh, competed in multiple sports. We um, always valued their participation in sports because of the things you learn being part of a team, being um, setting goals. Um, working toward them. And, you know, of course, um, sometimes not meeting those goals and and the challenges you face in sports. And, and over the years with two uh, division one athletes, uh, one going off to Michigan, one going to Stanford, um, you know, we really benefited um, as a family, just, you know, being together and being able to go and um, support one another through that whole journey. And, you know, the ups and the downs. And I'll talk probably a little bit more about that because I think her journey has led her to a place that really um, values her, um, her sense of um, giving back and her sense of, uh, I think, gratitude. And I think we have a lot of gratitude and that's, that does come from um, a lot that we've learned through participation in sports and, and through the journey of athletics. Um, so I actually learned a lot through my kids and through that journey and, um, you know, learn to be a better supporter, learn to be, you know, um, a cheerleader, um, not only at, you know, athletic competitions, but outside of that and trying to create a world for them that included things that weren't necessarily sports that would help build them up. And that would give them a sense of self, a sense of purpose and um, developing goals um, for their lives beyond athletics. Even though I always know my kids will be You know, they're always going to be competitive, most competitive family on the planet, you don't get involved in a board game without knowing you are going to, you know, (laughs) face um, severe competition and uh, there's lots of high emotions in everything we do just because we're all very, um, we're just we're goal oriented and competitive so um, so I just really wanted my kids to grow up and have something beyond, uh, beyond the sport to think about, but use sports as a, you know, sort of stepping stone and also a connector to different people and, you know, helping build your network and, um, gain new experiences and new perspectives.
0: Great. Good answer. So, so Elia, you, you were thrown in a pool at one, you couldn't swim, yes. the lifeguard had to save you. <laughs> your mom probably should have went to jail. Um, <laughs> But in all seriousness, you know, um, you know, at the Players NIL, we're about student-athlete, well-rounded education and life skills. And of course, name, image, and likeness is a big part of that and creates great opportunities. Tell me something about your childhood in the athletics, you know, some of the lessons you learned, some of the memories, you know, not that you won an event or you set a record time, but yeah. somebody you met, some place you traveled, a team bus ride. Tell me when mm-hmm. you were youth, how athletics shaped uh, who you are today.
2: I could speak on that for hours. Um, I think that I was very much integrated into sports and athletics by the time I was seven years old. And um, I started to compete year round in the sport of swimming at that time. And a lot of my participation um, actually grew from my relationship with my very first swim coach. His name was Todd Larson. And um, he was the person that everybody loved. No one had a bad thing to say about him. He was a well-rounded person. He um, was a collegiate athlete himself, um, but he also was an incredible musician. Um, He could make everyone laugh. And his goal was to have all of his athletes enjoy what they were doing. And he cared about each person equally. It didn't matter whether you were the fastest or the slowest person on the team, Um, he prioritized your enjoyment and your growth through the sport. Um, and he was, really positive. Um, he influenced every single person in my family, including both of my parents individually. And, um, he was very excited about the fact that I showed, um, promise very early on. And he loved the fact that I was competitive and would kind of poke fun at me and my sister. Um, you know, sometimes we would cross over in, in our age group or compete together. And he would say, you know, Oh, you gotta beat your sister. And then walk over to my sister and say, you gotta beat your sister. Um, And he actually ended up developing um, leukemia and um, lost his battle um, soon after that, um, after an infection um, and lost his life. And he has been a major influence um, over me and my family and um, kind of the start actually of my involvement in philanthropy and getting involved outside of the um, sport of swimming um, because we, you know felt very much um, the responsibility to support him and his family through that um, and continue to feel that responsibility. But it brought everyone in our community so much closer um, because we all loved this person who really shaped so many of our lives. And um, that, you know, when I think about the, the greatest thing that kind of came from swimming, it was also the first you know, major experience in my life, um, that kind of put me on this trajectory. So I thank him for, for all of that. And I can't help, but smile, but, but think about him. Um, and he's someone that has led me, you know, in my life far past, you know, just my involvement, um, in the sport. Um, but I think that it, that really reflects kind of how I, um, have benefited, and um, all of my memories um, there, it really is just about the people that I've met and the experiences that I've been able to share with them um, because of my involvement in swimming. And those are the people that understand me the best, my best friends, you know, come from the sport, whether I met them at five and they stopped swimming soon after that or whatever it may be um, that connection is, is really hard to beat.
0: Well, it's a great story and shout out to coach, Mm -hmm. you know, and our mission is at the Players NIL is to use athletics to better our lives. And the second part is to use athletics to better the lives of the people around us. And I'm sure that he's somewhere proud of you and uh, you know, happy for your journey. So, Mom, I want to go back to you, Liz. You know, I believe, you know, two greatest things parents can give their kids are confidence and opportunity. And uh, those two words are very powerful. And you've been able to do that for your two daughters. And that's amazing. When did you know that they had it? When did you know that? Wow, this is something that we can go.
1: I think um, I think we knew about when the kids were about five and six because
0: um, young. You know, that's pretty young. That's pretty young.
1: Their interest in um, you know swimming. I mean, we we put them in swimming because we live in California. Everybody has a pool and there's an ocean. Um, I we just had this thing about swim safety. We just wanted our kids to be swim safe. We never really thought they'd be swimmers. I, I don't think. Um, Ellen Emily's dad is a, a accomplished basketball player and can do any sport pretty much. Scratch golfer, just um, you know, just existing. He's just gifted, and um, we knew our kids would have uh, have some of that. And we just wondered what they would get into. Um, but when we threw them in the pool just for fun, in our neighborhood community, people would come from other t- you know like little groups would come to watch these kids swim because they were breaking every record that existed and and Minella was you were six at the time, I think so and Emily was five and um you know, and they just would swim and the joy on their face, I mean, but they were they were they were fast and I mean their coach coach Todd was like, I think you need to put them into club sports or club swimming because this might be, you know they may they may enjoy it and they can definitely you know, they'll have other competition. And so we did that after two years of just recreational swimming and that recreational thing, I think, you know, that's really what I think grew their love for sport because it was families together and kids just enjoying their time. And, you know, they compete and get out and have a snow cone. And it's like, how cool is that? We get to have snow cones and, you know, we can race. And I remember Ella's very first race um, in a club team. She actually uh, lapped the, the other swimmers and got out of the pool. Cause she didn't know you had to stay in. And then they called the person who came in second as first, because she had already left the pool and had lunch, you know? So <laughs> and she was like, why didn't they call my name? And we were just laughing about it. We're yeah. like, well, I think, you know, they might like to do this. And so, um, yeah, they were just, uh, you know, very good at it. And we later on, were like, Hey, why don't we try some other sports? Let's try, you know, volleyball. Cause they were always tall and Ella wanted to be a gymnast. And we're like, you're just, that's not going to work. You're a foot and a half taller than every kid in your little gymnastics class. So um, tried volleyball. They loved it, but just wasn't quite the thing and tried soccer and that wasn't it either. And so they ended up both just committing to swimming and sticking with it. And um, you know, they just, they, it, there was so much joy when they competed and, and, they just had fun with it. And so we knew that this, this is just something that's gonna be part of their life yeah. and would take them great places and it did.
0: Great, awesome, good stuff. Uh, I, I love it because it's the model that we're trying to uh, achieve here at the Players NIL and that is you know, to, to better our lives and the lives of the people around us and, and to support families. And, and you guys are a great example and a great story. And we could go on and on with your accomplishments, Ella, uh, in, <laughs> in and out of the pool. But let's, uh, let's fast forward to what we're doing today. So the players NIL pillar number four, community service and philanthropy. What got you interested in supporting this cause? Tell me about it.
2: Well, I think that outside of my involvement in athletics, um, my parents prioritize providing us opportunities um, to give back to our community and I think that I have learned a lot about myself um, and a lot about the world around me through my involvement. And I think that um, it, this is something that, you know, benefits you in so many ways. And I'm a huge proponent of, of exploring your passions outside of your, you know, participation in athletics. Um, and I think that, you know people you meet and experiences that you have through sports, um, through athletics allows you to kind of figure out what your passions are. Um, but making an effort outside of, um, you know, what's directly related to your team or your participation, um, in the world around you is one, just a good thing to do, um, two, benefits you in many ways, which um, you would learn through the pillar, um, the education that was created, um, and also kind of expands your understanding for, um, the needs of the people around you. Um, You learn a lot about, you know, the privileges that you have in your own life. Um, I always say that, you know, participation in athletics is a privilege and there are people that don't even get the opportunity. And so um, just being in that position kind of puts you in a place where you have the opportunity to do good with the platform that you have, and also just the position that you're in. And so um, this was kind of, the the one topic that I think that my mom and I both share an equal passion in and she can kind of tell you her background and and why she felt very confident and prepared to be able to um, you know help guide the students through this but um, it's something that I have thoroughly enjoyed and have integrated into my career now past swimming. Um, I'm going to be a doctor. Um, I'm hoping to start a foundation um, of my own to support those with chronic illness and disability based on some personal experiences that I have had. And so philanthropy is just woven into my life in ways that, you know, are are hard to describe
0: because it's so integral to what I do. Well, I'm sure you're going to be an amazing doctor, but you're a great, <laughs> great public speaker as well. So well, well said and Some really good words of wisdom and nuggets that I hope our audience can pull from that. So, Liz, you know, you've you've got this passion for athletics through your family. Your professional experience is in community service, philanthropy, foundation work. Tell us a little bit about that. And again, why you were connected or felt connected and obligated or committed to uh, working with the players NIL pillar number four.
1: Well, I think first of all, I think um, you know, all of our um, young people and and you know us, uh, grown-ups uh, need to be thinking about our communities and we need to get beyond ourselves. And I think you know, this is great um, issue right now with mental health and um, you know, especially with the pandemic, and people are, you know, um, having they're struggling. And I think when we take the focus off of ourselves and we put it on other people, we can benefit in so many ways and and like Ella mentioned we actually talk about that a lot um, in in the module in terms of how you can physically um emotionally and socially benefit by participating in community service and so I think this message just needs to get out there um, to all athletes because Number one, um, they have a platform um, it doesn't matter what level of athletics you're at there is um, always a group of people that are following you and they're looking up to you and you have a tremendous opportunity to set a great example. you also have a tremendous responsibility um, you know the it, it's it's documented in research that you know socially people are expected that are in um, positions of power positions of you know, Influence and um, you know those that have resources are expected to do something good with those and you know right wrong or indifferent there is that expectation and I think um, as you're building you're looking at um, you know developing um, your brand and your you know name and image likeness and how you're going to use that Um, community service can be just an amazing way that you know can benefit you personally because it feels good to do it but can also benefit many other people and you can utilize your platform to um, you know really get the message out about a cause that you care about and um, by exploring opportunities in um, you know philanthropy whether it be you know volunteering at a you know local organization or just helping others um, you know, is is going to benefit you. And um, aligning yourself strategically is something that you can do as an athlete. And, and so as you're thinking about that brand, and you're thinking about, you know, all of the things you've learned in the other pillars, um, you know, it's so important to think about how you might be able to fit the community service part in because, you know, your reputation can um, definitely, um, you know, improve or, you know, or you can keep good standing that way. But you know, it's beyond. It's not just about reputation, but you know, if you can um, utilize your influence to help an organization move forward, to get the word out, to um, change things. We've seen this recently with all everything going on in the media that people are standing up and 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 sharing their voice. And I think it's empowering. And I think it, um, you know, is sending the message to our younger people that they can make a difference and they can do things and um, you know, you can start um, on your own and, and build from there.
0: Great. Uh, it's awesome stuff. You know, I, I um, th- this pillar is, is, is um, inspired by my father, who was an educator and a community servant. And I like to use the word legacy, right? And, you know, uh, I often uh, get an opportunity to speak with people sometimes in a motivational way or sometimes just in a peer-to-peer way. And I often challenge them to say, you know, if you disappeared today, God forbid, you know, what's your legacy? You know, who would care? Who would miss you? Did you leave an imprint? And I think, uh, you know, hopefully the players' NAL will do that, and certainly your work. And so I'll go to the to the youngster on the board here, who's probably still trying to figure out that. But if your legacy is tied to kids, student athletes that take this class and follow this pillar, pillar Ella. Um, What would you hope your legacy would be? What would would be the lasting impression that you would want them to get from from this wonderful class?
2: I would hope that they would kind of gain an understanding of how philanthropy is, one, woven into society, which my mom has um, prepared, you know, great um, educational content around how it has influenced our world. Um, And also, I would hope that it would inspire them to, Um, integrate it into their own life, whether that's, you know, related to their participation in athletics or completely aside from that. Um, I think that even if you, you know, start with something incredibly small, I think that it's just, it's always just the beginning. You have to kind of get the ball rolling. And I think naturally you end up you know, stumbling upon new opportunities, people that you meet that kind of allow you to grow your impact. Um, and I, I would hope that, you know, people really take this as an opportunity to explore what they love outside of their sport, because I know very well, my, um, you know, athletic career came to an end earlier than I would have hoped because of developing, um, an illness and, um, I was lucky in that I always fostered my passion outside of my sport. And so I was prepared um, to kind of move on when I needed to. Um, and I'm v- very much connected still to the swimming world, but my competitive, um, you know, participation came to an end. Um, but I knew exactly what I loved because my pa- parents and my coaches allowed me to do that exploration. And um, I think that, you know, while you're involved in sport, this you know, this is something that will benefit you now and in the future. Um, And so I hope that people feel inspired if they're not already participating to kind of um, dive right in and and figure out what they love doing and
0: how they love to help improve the world. Great. Awesome stuff. Uh, Liz, we got about a minute left. So, you know, your words to young families out there, to parents of athletes, to student-athletes, this whole world of name, image, and likeness has changed the dynamic. You know, your kids, my kids, we didn't know anything about it. But give me a, give me a, a minute of advice to parents of young student-athletes as it relates to opportunities created by name, image, and likeness.
1: I think that, um, it's an incredible opportunity to be able to, um, you know, capitalize and and have more control over that, but I also think it's an incredible burden. And I think that, um, you know, we're going to have to really, uh, work with kids to, um, you know, to do the right thing. And, um, I think these pillars prepare, um, athletes to do that and it's a starting point. And I think there's a lot more to be learned by everyone in this area, but, Um, But certainly parents can be a tremendous support to their athlete and they can help guide them and they can do research and figure out what kind of things their kids can get involved in and work with their coaches and really um, push to maximize what they can learn through this journey so that in the future they're prepared and that they're successful in life and that they're happy. I think that's the yeah. number one thing we want for our kids is to come out and love what they do and just be happy with their life and look back at all these experiences and, and cherish them.
0: Great. Awesome. Well, you've inspired me. It's, it's, it's really amazing and I can't wait to see the, the finished product and I'm sure our audience will like it. Um, the Easton family is a credit to athletics, a credit to academics, credit to society. And I thank you for participating in the players NIL and Thank you for being on the podcast today.
2: Thank you. Very excited you,
0: too. Okay, bye-bye bye bye now.
2: Bye.